0: The beach would be covered in semen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not from a shipwreck. <laughs> Not from a shipwreck, <laughs> no.
0: Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On today's show we're going to talk about progression in surfing from a beginner to an intermediate surfer we'll go over the points of what it is to be a beginner uh, and help you out with some of the terminology and then what level you're at to intermediate and what that, what that consists of. And we will also
1: have a few questions which I have put out and asked from some beginner surfers and some people who want to get into it.
0: All right, let's, let's get into it. So uh, being a beginner surfer, uh, there's some terms and speak that, if you're a beginner you're not going to know or haven't heard of before and you'll hear other surfers using them so just to give you a bit of a heads up we'll we'll touch on them so you know what they are uh what terms pete would be useful do you think for a beginner uh lineup yeah so lineup is uh, at the back of the surf where all the kind of intermediate to advanced surfers sit to wait to catch an unbroken wave um that's basically what the lineup is. You'll see all the surfers sat out in the sea, waiting for for waves to come. Cool. And um, so those those waves are also called green waves. If you if you hear that, an unbroken wave is a green wave. That's
1: cool. And what about something along the line of duck dive?
0: Yeah. So duck diving is what you see surfers doing to get out to the lineup. So it's the way that they get through a broken wave. They'll push their board underneath the unbroken wave and pop up behind it and, and keep on paddling. Is that the only way to get through an unbroken wave? Uh, no it's not. So that's generally shortboarders do that. On a long board, which as a beginner you'll be surfing at a larger board. Uh, it's Difficult to push the thing under the water because it's uh, very buoyant. So you see some surfers, even even better surfers, intermediate and uh, and advanced on longboards. They'll do it's kind of like an Eskimo roll, uh, where they'll they'll flip over and the board will be on top of them, and the wave will just pass over them.
1: So yeah, that one there is called a turtle roll, and the turtle roll is you as you flip over that you leave a gap between yourself and the board slight gap as you pull it to your chest and the water passes through as the wave comes over you you slightly turn the board and it will flip you out the back if you time it right it is a maneuver that takes a lot of practice
0: yeah it's um but if you get it right when the wave goes over you it kind of pulls you up the right way as well doesn't it catapult you you out the back yeah Yeah. so it's it's a it's definitely a useful um a useful manoeuvre to, to know. Uh, also, you might have seen the sign that surfers do. It's called the uh, the shaka sign. You want to explain that one, Pete? The shaka sign. That's the. Uh,
1: originally, it was the hang loose sign, the shaka sign, which is like the the thumb and the little finger, um, loose hand, hang loose. Originally,
0: yeah. Look, so a lot of the a lot of the VW guys still use it. Don't need to wave to each other. So yeah. is it like is it like. VW have basically capitalised on surfing, haven't they? With the with the vans and stuff. So, if you're a VW owner, you all know what we're talking about when you wave to another VW owner with the Shaka sign. So, it's like you would put a thumbs up, but you also put your little finger out as well. Yeah. Uh, well what about boards? Should we uh, talk about boards? Yeah, let's talk a bit about boards.
1: Boards. Well, you could talk. You could probably do four or five episodes on boards, to be honest. But we'll go just into beginner range and if you want to start us
0: off uh yeah so we're we'll look at different types of boards so the the beginner board that you will have at a lesson is going to be what they call a foamy which is a foam topped board uh this basically doesn't need any waxing uh they're very very buoyant they're quite heavy uh but very stable very fun yeah uh and you know once you progress from that after that you'll you will move to a a similar board, but it it won't be a foamy, it'll be um like a preformed board which you wax up and as as you progress you you basically get more expensive lighter boards, and generally the the buoyancy goes down to help you maneuver. And after that, so
1: we've so we've gone through the foamy board and now you're on to a long board or mini
0: mal depending on your size weight. Yeah, that's right. So should we let's talk about the components of, of the boards. there's just standard uh components for them. So we'll have shapers on the show at some point and we'll go into these in a lot more detail. But if we just tell you what they are, so as a beginner you're gonna know what you're actually stood on. So, the length of the board is obvious. That goes from the nose to the tail, and it is always in uh, feet and inches. Um, so, like I'm riding a nine foot two. Yeah, and I'm on a nine six at the moment. Yeah, so, we're both long boards. Yeah, so we're riding long boards. Um, you might also hear some surfers or shapers talk about volume of board. This is how buoyant it is, it's measured in liters. I think as a beginner, For every kilo you weigh should be one litre of volume. So I don't know what my board is. I don't think it's 92 litres of volume. But if you were a beginner, that's what the kind of thing you'd be looking for.
1: Okay, cool, yeah. Also, if you flip a surfboard over and look down towards where the fins are, often there is some numbers on the bottom. And that will give you the size of the board in feet and inches and the volume of the boards down there normally as well.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, if it's a shaped board, you generally have the surfer, the shaper, sorry, signs it, doesn't he? Um, So another part of the board, so Pete's mentioned the fins. So you have a a tri-fin, which is three fins, uh, or one single fin. The actual difference in those doesn't really matter until you get more into intermediate. But like I said, we'll go into that in future podcasts with shapers who know a lot more than what we do about that kind of thing the the very top of the board is called the nose and the very bottom of the board is called the tail they are shaped specifically for different waves and different abilities as well but generally as a beginner you'll have a rounded nose and a flat square tail Uh, this is meant to be the best setup for stability and what about movement and
1: turning of these boards? Are They
0: no, that's that's the compromise, isn't it? Uh, so when you when you go for stability, stability you generally lose uh, your ability to to move the board through the through the sea. So you wouldn't know that looking at some of the really good longboarders. You'd well, see. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know. If you're it's like anything, isn't it? If you're really good at um, at surfing, you're going to be able to surf any board aren't you really yeah, really yeah, well definitely. M-
1: make it do whatever you like it's it's one of those things as a it, when you're beginning as well it's a very um easy misconception to think the shorter the board someone's riding the better they are yeah and that isn't the case it's although a lot of the short world riders are amazing it you're judged mainly in surfing on your ability to control the board and to turn the board and what you can actually do with the board I yeah it,
0: it's meant to be to To make it look as effortless as possible. Yeah. So, And that's got a lot to do with reading the wave as well. Um, So another component of the board are the rails. Uh, The rails are the shape of the edges of the board. They they are shaped differently depending on what board. Uh, We'll go into why they are shaped differently in another podcast when we talk to a shaper. But just for now, just so you know the components of the board. A really important one is obviously the leash which is fixed to the tail of the board and that goes around your foot and it's whatever foot is towards the back of the board. You see some people wearing them just underneath their knee, don't you know, the top of their yeah, shirt. Yeah, there's different
1: different types. So yeah, when he says foot, it's actually around your ankle, just above your foot, the leash. Don't try and wear the leash around your foot, you'll look uh, a bit strange. Yeah, around
0: your ankles, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Or, or around your wrist. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I don't, yeah. I've seen people do that as well, come down with a surfboard tied to their wrist. Yeah, yeah. thinking
0: they're body Yeah, that's a uh, different kettle of fish. We uh, we there, there is a couple more there's a couple more components so we have the the stringer which is the center of the board generally you'll see it as a line down the board um this actually this gives the board its shape and strength but it it also is a good marker for you to know where the center is is going to help you when you come to pop up on the board to know where the very center is this is also the thickest part of the board and that also the shape that it gives the board is called the rocker, which if you looked at the board side profile, it is the the height of the nose and the tail off of the bottom. If you like, it gives you that banana shape look. And that's called the rocker, and that is made that shape by the shape of the stringer.
1: Okay, so that's that gives you a general understanding of what is involved in a board and what you're looking at um as Leighton said in further podcasts we'll speak to a shaper and we'll speak to people who know in much more detail and can give you much more information about boards why they're shaped the way they are and how different things
0: affect the way you move through the water yeah there's a, a whole science behind it so i'm looking at making my own board at the moment so i'm a i'm a joiner by trade and with a love of surfing, the natural progression in that is is to want to make a wooden surfboard. But the science behind it is kind of immense. So I really want a, us to chat to, to shapers to really help.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a painter by trade, and I just painted my board. Not yeah. Yeah. You got, <laughs> you got you
0: got to combine your skills, haven't you?
1: Yeah. Well, what can you do? Um, so that that roughly goes on to the basics of the board as we said the boards go up then in different sizes they you know you get smaller and smaller um but we'll go through that as we get to it next next thing on the list then what about where you stand on the board where you lay on the board
0: yeah so on on when you have a lesson which is really important they a lot of coaches yeah it's really really important you will you will avoid the mistakes that we have made and you'll save a lot of time and you'll enjoy yourself a lot more and get to a level that you'll enjoy it by even more like without a coach. Um, So what coaches just generally do now is they will find on the board the widest and thickest part of the board and they will draw a line on that point. So that's generally, if you're on a long board, just over... I think it's about two-thirds of the way up or just over halfway. They'll draw a line there and a cross right below that. The cross is where you put your chest. It's really, everybody just concentrates on where you stand on the board. And it's really important where you lay on the board because it will help you paddle. And if you can save energy on your paddle, you'll have more speed because you are have more energy to catch waves yeah that's
1: definitely one of the worst things there's nothing worse than using all your energy paddling out to get out to the back and then you're there and you go to catch a
0: wave and you've got nothing left you, yeah you've got no energy at all shagged yeah <laughs> um so where, where you lay on the board uh, your chest goes where the cross is and your your feet go obviously towards the back of the board try and not have your feet dragging in the water uh and that's basically where you lay on it obviously you want to be on the center and not off to one side Uh, and then we move on to how to paddle how to paddle there's it's another one there's a massive
1: science behind this there's the amount of youtube videos i've watched the amount of people i've spoken to about paddling it's there's masses of it
0: i think everybody has their um their different kind of techniques but yeah. what what's worked for us that we have found is that you a lot like swimming you have that kind of cut hand and you place your whole arm in the water and you push the water underneath you so your hand is kind of under the board a little bit not out to each side which you might think you'll you'll basically want to be as streamlined as possible uh, and it's 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 all to save energy that's the that is your main goal is saving energy
1: yeah you'll hear surfers talk about paddle fitness um paddle fitness is something that takes a very long time to build up you you get to a paddle fitness and you think oh that's it i find it really easy to get out to the back i find it really easy to move around and if you don't go surfing for few weeks it's gone gone again it's it's definitely that
0: don't don't use it and you lose it
1: yeah i found myself of um for paddling i've i found it very difficult i for a long time i found it very hard to get any distance on it and i started swimming on a regular basis two or three times a week and my paddle fitness improved massively by that so that's another thing you can try
0: I think it all goes along with the with the lifestyle, doesn't it? Like the, if you're a surfer and, or you want to be a surfer, it does kind of seep into every part of your life. So you, you, all of a sudden, if you don't work out, you want to work out because you want to be fitter out in the sea to be able to get more waves because your paddle strength needs to go up. So that kind of, as a beginner, that if you, you know where to lay on the board, you know how you're going to paddle, Uh, to to catch the wave and move out. So the next thing you
1: want to do is pop up?
0: Pop up, yeah. So this is the part that everybody focuses on. It's just standing up, just standing up. That's all I want to do is stand up on the thing, which is obviously important, but the other stuff is equally as important to be able to do that. So there's lots of... You can search on YouTube. There's lots of different methods that people use. What the advanced surfers and high-end intermediate surfers are doing is they spring to their feet straight away and land perfectly on the board and where they put their feet um will be the same place where you put your feet it's just how you get to that point so where they put your feet is where you had your chest laying on the cross is where your front foot goes and your back foot should just be in front of where the fins are under the board so for years i was putting my foot my back foot right at the back of the board and that's actually putting the brakes on down. your front foot is the speed and your back foot is the brake so if you lean on your front foot the board will go faster and if you lean back on the fins it will slow down
1: i had the complete opposite where i would stand up too far to the front so too close to the front i should say and if it, 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 it does the complete opposite it doesn't slow you down it pushes the nose into the water which you then end up just somersaulting through the air. yeah waves. yeah
0: and we've all done that yeah when legs you, go
1: over your head about four or five times it's uh
0: quite disorientating it's uh, so when you wipe out and your eyelids get pulled open like <laughs> it, it's it's oh, yeah. so the sea is so oh. powerful that you can't even hold your eyes closed and that is that's so yeah I think that. I had a I had a day at Putzborough and
1: um I did, just made it out to the back and i went to get on a wave. no i didn't i think i got on a wave wiped out turned around to come back in got hit by another wave and my leash snapped which then the board got fired back into shore and uh it's a long swim with a panic (laughs) of one oh my god i'm so far out i've got to swim back in and two there goes my brand new board Yeah, yeah um and I, I could just see the board ended up on the shore and some kid picking my board up going, oh, I found a surfboard. Yeah. I'm trying to swim back going, oi,
0: oi. And it, it, there's that thing, isn't there, where you, you come off the board and you lose stuff. Like we've both lost cameras. cameras. Yeah, cameras yeah. are gone. You know, there's watches are ripped off you. Yeah. Uh, so you, I think there's a lot of wetsuits have the key holder. I've never used the nah, no, key holder. Me. Yeah. I, my,
1: that's another thing actually put, where to put your keys. Yeah. Um, I got a key cut for my van so I can wear the key around my neck and wear it in the water. It's got no electrical stuff in it. Um, Safest way, I find, it's underneath your wetsuit. That's not coming off at all.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm waiting for that day to happen. Wipe out in a big wave and you come up naked. (laughs) (laughs) You're hoping. (laughs) Okay, right. So after the pop-up, you're you're popping up on... Oh no, sorry, we didn't go over the other methods of pop-up, did we? So the advanced or high-end intermediate surfers of spring springing straight to their feet. There are a, another there are a few options after that. So a, a coach will tell you to slide to your knees and then put one foot up onto the cross that we spoke about and then press up with your ankle as you turn sideways with your back foot. Um, I do kind of i admit I, I miss out the knee slide so i'm quite tall i'm like i'm six three and it, i find it difficult just to be able to spring to my feet so what i do is I, I manage to spring to like a lunge position if you like and i push up off my ankle from there yeah so, i
1: think i i don't know what i do anymore i i did used to go to the knee and i missed that now so i'm I'm more into a pop-up stage but i couldn't actually tell you without review like off the
0: top of my head i just get up (laughs) the the main the main thing is locking that front foot in yeah because if you don't lock the front foot in you'll be doing something with the back foot and that means putting the brakes on and the speed is crucial because the speed of the board and how fast you're popping up is really crucial at at the start that will if you can get those things down quickly that the surfing experience just be so much nicer much
1: better much better it all goes back to that beginning thing of have some lessons because this stuff is it, full very well listening to this stuff and it might help you out a little bit if it can brilliant it is nothing compared to what a surfing coach can tell you yeah. teach you they can spot all the mistakes you're making and they can save you years and years of
0: frustration and being a kook yeah that was, which is another terminology yeah <laughs> kook So a kook is someone in the water who doesn't know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, we were kooks. We were proper kooks. We really were. Yeah, it's um, it's a learning curve, you know. You can't go straight in and know everything. And um, so after you've got the pop up, there There's a there's a couple other pop ups you can look on look on YouTube. At chicken things. foot was one, wasn't uh, it? Foot chicken as chicken well.
0: foot as well. So that's when you lock the back foot in place first by sticking your knee out to the side. So you are kind of like doing a commando crawl on the board. It's a controversial one. Yeah, uh, not too sure if it works, are we? Yeah, it's um, there's a lot of controversy
1: around on that one. Um, uh, so after you've done the pop up. Um, then as a beginner surfer, you're probably going to be wanting to surf broken waves to start with. So you're further into shore, you're out of the way of everybody, you're learning to surf, you're learning to stand up on the board and the broken waves, so you're on the white water.
0: Yeah, that's right. So so this is just the very beginning and you just want to stand on the board so you're not looking at moving across the face of the wave. You're using just the power of a broken wave. That energy is pushing you forward when you do that. So you probably don't actually need to paddle. When the wave grabs you, you know, it shoots you forward and you can just start your pop-up process.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't. There's a lot of bad habits. I see people starting off standing next to the surfboard and then jumping onto the surfboard to get them moving. That does... Even though you'll get a wave like that or a broken wave like that, it, it won't help you in the long run. Make sure you're paddling and you'll get used to that paddling motion as yeah, well. It,
0: yeah, if you can stand in water, uh, then, then make sure you, you're led on the board. Don't just stand there because yeah, you can. You want yeah. to be led on the board. You want to simulate what it's going to be like at, at the back. So that's that's everything to being a beginner surfer, really. like As soon as you're standing on the board on a broken wave, you can then start making the progression and transition to an intermediate surfer so the things we have on that the very first thing i think is going to be finding the right conditions for you after that isn't it yeah
1: definitely finding the right conditions so once you go from those surfing those broken waves as a beginner don't look at it and go oh it's going to be massive that day i'm going to go and try and surf it's it's no point go on a day when it says it's going to be two, three foot, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, good, good, nice a, practice, a waves. nice little practice wave, small waves where you can practice. You can, you'll, be, you'll find it easy to get out further, and you'll find without it easy, draining. yeah, without drowning. And you'll find it easy just to paddle along onto a wave and to get there and to
0: be able to stand up. Yeah. So the the surf forecast is what you need to start to learn how to how to read and again we will go into this more in depth but just to touch on it today um the main one that everybody seems to use is magicseaweed.com and yep. you can put in the location of your local break and it will come up with a series of information they are we're, we're touching them quickly so it will have the breaking wave height which is obviously you want to you want to see but also what's equally important are the stars and those stars are giving you a quality rating of that wave.
1: Yeah, so you'll have dark blue stars or light blue stars or no stars. They're the stars. The There's no stars, obviously, not very good. Light blue are saying what it could be if, if the conditions, if the right. conditions are yeah. right. And dark blue stars are saying what it should be there. Yeah,
0: so it's rated at five. We've very rarely seen five blue stars. If we did, we'd... Not be sleeping, and, and
1: we will be down <laughs> five there and, blue star, no. four or five foot five blue stars. Yeah, not not The beach would be covered in seamen. Yeah, <laughs> not from a shipwreck. <laughs> not from a shipwreck. No. <laughs> um, anyway, just moving on.
0: Yeah. So you, you, the wind direction is important. Knowing the local break is important. So by that I mean what the high tide is like. So for instance. We sometimes surf at Westward Ho. You can't well, you can surf Westward Ho on a high tide, but you're on
1: the rocks and it's very difficult.
0: Yeah, a bit bit more dangerous. Yeah. So, so uh, that that's what I mean by knowing your local beach. Yeah. So you need to know the breaking wave height. You want to see what stars it is. You want to see the direction of the wind. Now, magic seaweed they're really helpful with colour coordinating that. So if the wind is in a good direction, it will be green. Yeah, uh, and orange if it's surfable still or kind yeah. of in the right There's direction
1: varies, doesn't it? And red is just normally not worth going.
0: Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be onshore wind, isn't it? Which yeah. means so uh,
1: you want you want ideal ideal waves. You want an
0: offshore wind.
1: It pushes the front of the wave up, and it's it's a better wave
0: all round. Yeah, m- makes the the wave itself flatter. The way the wave face will be flatter. Um, If the wind is coming behind generally, it pushes the the waves down. Um, So once you've selected what day you're going on as an intermediate surfer, you know you can stand up on the board. Now you've got your pop-up down, you're comfortable with paddling. It's then getting to the lineup. So most of the breaks in the UK are beach breaks. There are a few point breaks. We'll go over the difference in those in future podcasts as well. Uh, but just for today, just for the progression, uh, because we feel like this is the biggest, the biggest hurdle is getting to the intermediate part. So at so, a, a yeah. beach
1: break, you want to try and find. You want yeah, rips. you do want to try and find a rip. Um, certain beach breaks have them in certain places. Uh, we're not going to tell you where they are. You can work them out yourself because um, otherwise, the area you can see them. Um, it's the area where. The water runs back out, they're a good area to get into to get out to the back quicker.
0: Yeah, so when when you turn up at your at your your local beach break or wherever you decide to go, as an intermediate server for the first time, you want to stand on the beach for five or ten minutes, just observe what the sea is doing, and you'll see where there is less white water. So as the water is coming in and the waves are breaking that water needs to go back out and it will find, obviously, the easiest path and that is where you want to paddle out. It will be a little bit like a conveyor belt and you will come across less white water to have to fight through and less waves to have to do your Eskimo roll or your Turtle roll. So as soon as you find that, jump in there, paddle out, using uh using the, the the paddle strength that you've gained and your, your technique laying on the board right and you should get out the back like we went to saunton a couple of weeks ago and um yeah. we we paddled out and we were out the back in like 10 paddles i reckon it was just crazy yeah, it, was, it was it was uh it was very easy yeah so so once you're out to the back then next you've got You want to be surfing green waves then, which like we said before, green waves means unbroken waves. And you want to find what they call the sweet spot on that. So the sweet spot will be the perfect point to stand up on the board when the wave is about to break. So you'll see surfers, when they're out at the lineup, they'll be looking at the horizon. The wave is coming in in sets. Uh, What that means is, everything moves in cycles and the waves come in generally in about a set of four, four or five. It is at saunting, yeah, normally, it Saunton, isn't it? Four or five. And then it will have a kind of like a, a break behind that. And then it will come in another set of four or five. It doesn't mean there's no waves between it. It means the waves in between are kind of rubbish or not big. And yeah. there'll be like a bigger set coming in. Yeah. definitely. And a, a surfer will look at the horizon and, See where those waves are, kind of getting bigger, and paddle themselves to the right position to be able to get the sweet spot.
1: So also, when you when you're now out into these positions, when you're onto the green waves, a lot of things change here. So whereas you were surfing white water before, and you could take your time to get up, you've no longer got that time to get up because as soon as you start paddling and the board starts moving. You've got to get to your feet as quick as possible because any amount of time you take longer than that and you're wiping out every single time.
0: Yeah, and that is going to be different for everyone as well. Like our, our um, Well, my pop-up process is not as quick because we've just become intermediate surfers. So it's not as quick as what I want it to be. So I know it takes me longer to get to my feet, which means I have to paddle harder, to have enough speed to catch the green wave and start my pop-up process sooner so as soon as my board starts to tilt i start my pop-up process but i need to be moving quite fast before that point
1: yeah i think my pop-ups a little bit quicker um i don't know if that's from years of picking myself off the floor from skateboarding well
0: yeah you're more you're more in from the skateboarding scene than what i was when i were yeah, so, you know, that's one of the things. It's it's getting up as quick as possible.
1: As quick as you can get up, and you'll you'll learn, you'll work that out, and you'll find out where that is. Um, another thing I remember thinking at the time, looking at people, thinking, how do you turn, like going from the white water, not being able to turn at all or anything like that, just basically going in a straight line, to how do you turn? And as soon as you get onto a green wave, everything changes. Yep. Just the slightest touch on your board and you can turn really easily.
0: Yeah, the the board will depending on the shape of the rails, but if we're talking about longboarding, the rails will dig in to that wave and because they are shaped in kind of like a like an oval shape, that's a lot of surface area for the for the wave to hold on to and that and that, so it stays stable. Um and that that's how you turn, really. You just lean, and it the board does what it's designed to do on an unbroken wave, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: It glides. It's it's. Uh, you know, it's well, when you get there, it's a hell of a feeling. First time is, that yeah, happens, yeah, unbelievable.
0: And, that, and that's why this is so addictive. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. It's 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 very
1: addictive. Um, we touched on as well going out. It, it, the easiest way to get out to the back is in a rip. Also, in a rip, you can also have the opposite effect where you turn around to try and get waves back in, or you've been in the rip too long, or you've drifted into a rip and not realized. And all of a sudden you can't get back in properly because it's still doing the same thing. It's pushing out, um, this is something we'll have to go into in detail at some point as well but the gist of it if you're stuck in a rip the easiest way to get out of the rip is to turn sideways and start paddling sideways and you'll get out of the rip which sounds kind
0: of obvious doesn't it but i know we've both been stuck in it before like i was swimming in the sea and got stuck and i was paddling like was swimming like hell to try and get in and you'll you because your natural reaction is get to the bloody beach yeah you panic you go into a
1: panic i mean it not long ago i got stuck in a rip knowing what i know now and knowing how to get out of one i still got stuck in a rip and i was trying to come back in and wasn't moving tried to go left wasn't going anywhere tried to go right wasn't going anywhere and i was at the point where i was thinking i'm gonna have to turn around and carry on sort of paddling out but at an angle so i come out of it diagonally and a guy came past in a um a canoe type thing he goes do you want to tow and just towed me out to the side slightly yeah. and I was out of it which uh it can still happen now so you know it's one of those things well, although you can use the rip just be aware they are very dangerous
0: as it well it was a bit embarrassing in mind. so I I wasn't very old I was like 13 or something like that and so I learned my lesson with the rips quite quite quickly I was 34. scared of them straight away and so I'm swimming in and I can't I can't get in and a little old lady in one of those like 1960s swim hats of all like the little kind of lumps on them swims past me and breaststroke and just said yeah you just need to swim sideways love and that was it which kind of saved my life without even knowing it like and so it's kind of embarrassing yeah um but going, going back to the green waves and the sweet spot so when you are paddling for for the sweet spot, which is where you need to stand up because you're going to be paddling towards that pot to towards that point you need to be out at The lineup further back, if you know what I mean. So, you're going to paddle to that point, you're going to catch up with the wave at the point that it's going to break. So, when you are stood on the beach at the start or when you're paddling, that you'll notice where those waves are breaking. And generally, they will break roughly in the same place every time, like it does very slightly, but generally in the same place. So, you need to note where that is, paddle past that point, and then you're sat up in the lineup waiting for your wave. And when you've selected your wave, you can paddle to the sweet spot. So, is there? There's, there's rules to this as
1: well, by the way. So you can't just paddle out there and then turn around and get the first wave and cut everyone off. Um, you'll get shouted at. You're more than likely you get punched as well. Yep. Surf, surf like etiquette. That. Yeah. etiquette. Yeah, it's it. There is there is an etiquette to surfing. There is a there is rules where you have to line up. It's called a line up because you have to line up and traditionally you line up and you take it in turns the f- the first one goes and then the next one and the next one and so on and so on
0: yeah I think um what we've been doing recently but I've noticed some locals out there and I've kind of been letting them letting them take it when it's been when it has been busy uh they obviously know what they're doing and they've sat for a long time but at the same time if you've paddled out and the wave has coming, you you'll see the surfers look up and down the line who's going to go for it and a couple of people generally go for it, and which is fine. You know, you can have a, a couple of people's as they're not too close together. Yeah, they if different somebody, directions or whatever. If somebody gets on the wave and you're paddling out and you think that's a good wave, I'm going to go for it, that's a definite no no. You yeah. can't get on that wave.
1: There's, yeah, there's that. And the only thing worse than if you're a beginner, you can sometimes
0: they'll, they'll let you off
1: and you know, you, you get to learn, you know, intermediate, you get to learn. The only thing worse than that is a snake out there who is we've had it a couple of times when they'll you'll be there waiting in your position for the next wave you know people waiting beside you or behind you or whatever and they will paddle out past you and try and get the wave and cut you off again that's that's even worse that infuriates everybody yeah and those people
0: aren't really part of like the surf scene that we we want to be part of and what what i feel like we are becoming part of these people you look like in every walks of life you get dickheads don't you and um some of them are out in the water and they yeah so it's called snaking they'll snake your wave basically you're you're sat there at the lineup waiting it and someone will pass pass you paddle out further and expect to have priority on the next wave um so yeah be aware of those people
1: yeah cool and then i suppose that leads to paddle strength and fitness um Fitness is something I'll let Leighton talk to you about because he's much more into fitness than me. I My my fitness is about two sit-ups a day, one out of bed in the morning and one back in at <laughs> night.
0: Um, so I'll let him take the fitness side. Uh, so, well, basically, fitness is going to help you in the water. It's going to increase the, uh, the amount of time you're in the water. It's going to increase the amount of waves you can catch. And it's going to increase the quality of your surf in, in general you'll be able to you'll be able to paddle out to the back and have more energy when you're there you'll be paddling faster to catch a wave which some people might not be able to get cuz they're not paddling fast enough uh the the energy of the wave changes when it's a green wave so when on your on a broken wave the energy is pushing you towards the beach and giving you speed the speed is generated on a unbroken wave or green wave is from gravity so it's like going down a uh, like a skate ramp isn't it yeah um so to be able to get that wave you need to be paddling quite fast Uh, and they 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 say five big strokes before you start your stand-up process your pop-up process that doesn't always work but it's a good rule of thumb to follow and and so the good thing with the fitness side of it is you can do that at home so in, in effect, you're you're surfing every time you work out.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think they don't they've got no sponsorship on the show or anything, but I think Northcore have got a paddle fitness system that um, you can use, which sort of is resistant bands, and it's supposed to help you increase your paddle fitness. There's different things like that that um, come around, but paddle fitness, as we said, is one of those things that is takes a long time to build up, and it goes very very quickly if you don't maintain it or keep using it.
0: And you know, you've said swimming has helped for you. That's no, gonna yeah. like, swimming's massive help. Like, your breathing Massively. work is gonna help with that, isn't it? You yeah. Know? Like, I'm I'm not a great swimmer. Like I can swim I think the furthest I've ever swam in one go with no brakes is like no breaks. 250 <laughs> me- Yeah, I've gotta take brakes. <laughs> I thought you meant, like
1: brakes, like brakes on a car. No. <laughs> that's where you're going wrong, no. mate. <laughs> no, it is, it's about,
0: uh, it's like 2,000 meters or something like that. That's quite good. Yeah, no, that's not though. Cause like, well, Rach, my partner, she she can do I don't know how many kilometres she can do. Oh no, actually, I think it might be fifteen hundred. Is what I did, and and that nearly nearly killed me. Um, but the, the the one thing like with the fitness side that's helped me. So last the end of last year, I did my back in. It really affected surfing. I remember when we went surfing? I was like, oh, I can't do it. It's yeah. just like got.
1: He, he didn't say it like that. He was fuming. He was absolutely fuming. He'd done really his back in. He can't surf. It's bloody ridiculous. He's never going to be able to do it again. Everything was the worst yeah. thing ever.
0: So, basically I had a, an an injury from from work. Uh didn't get it sorted. Went, thought everything was fine, carried on as normal. Uh actually went to the osteopath and had it was like I was mechanically out, was what what she told me, I got put back in place and then got recommended yoga. And it just completely transformed it. So we went from the start of December, recovering from a bad back, to the start of January when we were, when we went surfing in Nuki. and the surf uh, experience for me was totally different after one month of yoga. Yeah, I was doing it every day for a month, and it was just. And when when we were in that surf trip, we were doing yoga in the morning, weren't we, before surfing? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's 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 things that are going to help
1: you. Also, I think one of the biggest things for progression, as we said already, is going on a small day, and. Getting those, getting those small waves and they'll just help you to build up your confidence, build up your pop, build up you knowing where you want to
0: be and it's just going to generally help you all round. Yeah, you, you don't have to be surfing monsters to be a surfer like we're, we're living in the UK. It surf's pretty shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, yeah. take, you take what you can get. You'll see there'll, there'll be a day when it's two to three foot but if the stars are Three or four dark stars that will be rammed yeah definitely there's a uh,
1: there's a uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to look at in the u k surf forecasts and when when the day, you know the days are going to be good it's
0: going to be rammed and you're going to have to fight for your place well hopefully we can get someone on who really knows the science behind it and they'll yeah. tell us more so we so, got we got some questions there, haven't we yeah From, yeah we got so that pretty
1: much wraps up the beginner to intermediate you know progression what you're going to do what you're going to look for we'll go into some of these things in much more details as we go with through with people that know more than yeah. Them, really yeah with people that know a lot more than us but We've also got a few questions that are just from uh some people I know that i've just asked they've asked me before they want to get into surfing what do they do um so if you have any questions for us that you'd like to put to us, you can find us on instagram, you can find us on Facebook and twitter, look for the u k surf show or you can email us at the u k surf show at gmail dot com um, questions got at the moment. So the first question I have: If you are not a strong swimmer, can you still surf?
0: Uh, well, you're a strong swimmer, aren't you?
1: But yeah, I'm I, a strong swimmer, and I
0: find I find it helps a lot. Yeah, um, I'm not a strong swimmer, but I I think you have to be a competent swimmer. You have to be you have to be able to swim yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah don't, you know,
1: don't, don't, don't just don't
0: try surfing don't grab yeah. your board and your your water wings as the americans call them yeah. <laughs> you go out with those on your arms
1: yeah because um Gook. yeah um like i had i said i said earlier my my leash snapped all of a sudden you've got no board and if you can't swim there's only one way you go in and it's not yeah. forwards it's not into the beach no. yeah so yes yes you can if you're not a strong swimmer you do have to have a ability of swimming yeah um but you don't have to be the strongest but as we're saying with paddle fitness you know the stronger you are at swimming the better it's going to be okay that answers that one what do the flags mean on the beach your standard flags on the beach are going to be your red and yellow flag which is your swimming area
0: no boards allowed and that so
1: these flags are set up by the the lifeguards on the beach yeah so this is mainly going to affect summertime surfing they do um they do go into winter on some beaches but it just varies where you are in the country um and then you've got the black and white flags which are for surfers and those are the areas they put out that are monitored yeah you can go outside of those areas yeah but they're not monitored and you're not be protected by a lifeguard or anything so if you're a beginner or an intermediate stay between those black and white flags also the other flag you might see is a red flag which can mean various things mostly meaning that strong rips yeah not don't advisable go don't yeah. go out
0: yeah all pretty simple stuff like, yeah. all the information will be as the rlni know, isn't it yeah, so that they'll have all the information on yeah. their website if uh, if you need to look it. yeah um, does your height and weight make a difference to your
1: board? we've slightly covered this already
0: uh yeah, so we initially it does doesn 't it? We think it does yeah, I
1: think you need a when you're definitely when you're learning, you need a board that is buoyant enough to take your weight when you're sat still on the board, waiting on the board you know you're not yeah. sinking down too far you're you're moving You see some shortboarders sat on the board and their boards right underneath the water it 's not till they start moving. the board comes out of the water that's a different level altogether but when you're beginning intermediate long boards you know mid-range boards you need a buoyant board there's new boards out now um i think they're honeycomb boards or something like that right yeah and they are supposed to be super buoyant apparently i don't know how true this is we'll look into it that they're i heard that you can get a hole in it and you can actually carry on surfing it it's that buoyant amazing yes so there's that one and what is one piece of advice you would give yourself if you had to go back to the start lessons lessons
0: lessons so so important you're going to save so much time if you can just find a de- decent surf school with decent coaches uh, a lot of them are like kind of gap year kids uh, that that do that do the lessons if, if you can and it kind of help families go out and learn how to stand on the board but if you can find a surf school that has some old pros in them because they, they are around yeah uh, definitely, the, that is just totally valuable
1: there's also a massive scene starting well it's, it's been going quite a while now but for um female surfers in the uk as well which i know there's clubs down in saunton which uh cater specifically to girls and ladies to get out and surf as part of a club I mean, it, it probably could be quite intimidating as a woman trying to get into a... Uh...
0: Yeah, maybe, because I think a lot of the surf... Well, all, all the surf coaches I've seen are, are all men. Yeah. So, you know, it, it might be nicer, yeah, if, uh, if they have some, uh, some women teaching them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that pretty much wraps up for
1: what we've got to talk about today.
0: Yeah, yeah, that seems like it. So our next episode is going to be an interview isn't it yes
1: yes we're hoping we don't know who it's with yet because we've got a few lined up but um, we'll pick one at random and uh,
0: let
1: you know next time so don't forget subscribe to this podcast let us know what you think find us on Facebook find us on Twitter find us on Instagram search for the UK Surf Show and let us know anything you want to hear in the future and let us know if you think there's anyone that would be worth speaking to or worth interviewing
0: yeah that would be great and so we're going to do our air shakers at you through the through the radio or the podcast. You can do it or not. Oh, a, I'm just going
1: to look, uh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Well, stay safe out there if you're going in the water, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.